0: It's the after talk. After cross roads. It is the after what's talk. Up? I'm meeting after, after
1: rolls. What's up? After rolls.
0: It's the after talk, talk, y'all. Yeah. talk. It's the after talk. <laughs> what's up, what's up, what's up? Hello, hello, and how are you doing? Welcome to Up With and Onward Presents, our meeting at the Crossroads Music Series. After Talk. Now the After Talk is where we actually get a chance to go back a little bit and focus in on some of the interviews that we had earlier in the year with some of the artists. So sit back, relax, snap on the seatbelt, do whatever you gotta do, grab some popcorn because we're about to get nitty gritty and get a little bit around the edges of things, if you know what I mean. Now, folks, we have a part one and a part two. It's not the same show, y'all, but we do cover some of the same topics. So hang in there for both of them, all right? Coming up next, folks, we got Cody Jenkins from Fort Worth, Texas. Now, you might have seen him most recently in the 20th anniversary tour of Rent the Musical, playing Mark. Let's give it up, ladies and gentlemen, for Cody Jenkins. I think this pandemic got me going a little bit nutty, a uh, batty, a uh, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, you know? I don't know. I've been inside so long. I came from New York down to Atlanta, Georgia, thinking that this would be a week or two stint with my mother. And I'm in my childhood home. And I've been here for almost six months. What in the hell is going on? Pandemic needs to rush out of here. It needs to get on, get behind me, Satan, because I got stuff to do. I'm used to traveling, being out and about, going somewhere. But I have been inside. I... I think my friends are clowning me now saying I got agoraphobia, but um, I really don't. I do go to the mailbox at least or to the side of the street or around the corner. It's around every corner. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, y'all. But um, I have gotten a chance to benefit from doing a podcast with my sister. She lives in Amsterdam. Her name is Rue Does It. Rue Lee (laughs) Rue. That's what she goes by. She's in Amsterdam. She's holding on the podcast. It's called WTFWOTW with Rue Does It or Rudy does it, or Rudy Rue, whatever the case may be, depending on the day of the week. But uh, she is holding it down, y'all, in Europe. And I've gotten a chance to co-host with her on her podcast. Um, that stands for What the Fuck Went On This Week, just so y'all know. I'm not going to repeat that. <laughs> it is what it is. I've also started... Uh, Up With and On presents our meeting at the Crossroads Music Series, which is more so of a video podcast that's been airing on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, and uh, that's where some of these beginning interviews that we're going to take you on a ride and journey on have uh, actually come from. for some artists that we got a chance to interview earlier this year and uh, throughout. But um, check us out on uh, Instagram and Twitter at uh, Up and On Prod. Our Facebook is a. Uh, at Upward and Onward Productions. And uh, our YouTube is Upward and Onward Productions, LLC. It's a little plug, just a little plug, but uh, we want you to check out some of the uh, different episodes and uh, segments that we've had uh, previous to now. But without further ado, we would like to get you started on this segment and this episode of the After Talk. After Talk, that is, from Upward and Onward Presents. I mean that the Crossroads... After Talk with your host, yours truly, Darren Lorenzo, a.k.a. D-Lo, and your co-host, Bruno Diaz, a.k.a. DJ Uno, y'all, that's what it is, (laughs) BR Uno, DJ BR Uno, there you go, there you go, there you go. He's also my co-host, holding it down in uh, New Jersey, New Jersey, New Jersey. And I'm in ATL, Atlanta, Atlanta, that is. And it is hot as hell. Well, since I'm over here warming up the, the false settle or the mix, that is, uh, we are actually starting this particular segment. Uh, and it is all about the voice. I have not been able to utilize my voice as much as I would like. But maybe through this episode, we'll get a chance to hear a little bit of the vocals. Probably only speaking, because I actually haven't really, really, really sung since March, so... We're going to take it easy, take it easy. But we will be interviewing some people that will sing for you or have sung for you or will share their talents in some way or another through this interview. <laughs> and uh, first, we actually have Cody Jenkins. I was talking to him early when I was interviewing him for the I Meeting at the Crossroads music series. And we were talking about the different nuances of his voice and what he goes about, um, or what he has to go through, you know, warm-ups or whatnot to sing, to build up to certain ranges, to uh, stretch or to uh, be able to I don't know <laughs> do the things that he does for a show like Rent. Rent is a very heavy rock show. So any at any given time with him doing the role of Mark he's going from baritone to first tenor and I think before he did Mark he was actually understudying Roger which is like a first tenor complete throughout the entire show screaming rock voice so i want to see you know the different nuances of his voice the different uh, levels of his voice and uh how he can explain what his voice does let's check in on what cody had to say for us
1: musical theater and what that's asking my voice to do is different than what my voice is being asked to do or really what I'm willing it to do inside of, like, what should I say? Not theater music, just straight music. So that straight music, you can kind of find your own sound and tone. So I like to use that music and those artists to kind of find my timbre and my tone. Okay. And as I start to like work higher, there's another artist called JP Cooper. And he has he's yeah. like a he's like a born tenor. Like he's got some lower notes, but that guy's singing to the moon. Singing <laughs> <laughs> to like the moon. He's up there in the rafters. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. 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 He's just and he's really up there, man. He's sky high. So, um, I, I range, you know, I like Jason Mraz a lot. Jason Mraz's voice sits in a tenor spot. I like John Mayer. John Mayer's voice is not a tenor, he's a baritone, yeah, maybe Barry tenor. Sometimes he has trouble getting up there too. So, yeah, but, but what I like is finding how these guys work their timbre and their voice. And then I go to the songs, like, I go to stuff really. What I've been doing lately is singing a lot of like Ben Platt music. I, I hear a lot of of shapes and vowels in his music. I have also listened to Leslie Odom a lot and listened oh, to his sh- his shapes and vowels and where they place things and then how I feel. So I try to kind of replicate their sound and then pull back. But basically, my biggest thing is working on the ease, um, not trying to push the sound too hard. What you talking about? Not trying to make my sound too loud. What you talking about? But when I get to those notes that I know that my voice doesn't know really which way to go, it's kind of, it's sitting in a V. Yeah. And it doesn't really know how to blend everything. That's where my process is coming is trying to get that blend smooth. So then I know how to start shaping and making my way. Yes. It makes sense. Um, yeah. That's funny. What, Cody was talking about with the boys. I'm just like, no, but
0: to be completely honest, man, if somebody asks me to sing right now, I don't know if I can, man. I've been doing more drinking than singing. Definitely doing more drinking than singing. I mean, folks, what are y'all drinking these days? I mean, right now I'm drinking this uh, Bird Dog. Black Cherry Whiskey. Yeah. I've been on this Dallas drink. Uh, this whiskey. Let's see, before that, what else was I on before that? Oh, I've been on the new Snoop Dogg. 19 Crimes. 19 Crimes is my wine. That's the wine. That's my wine of choice. That and Apothic. Apothic Red. I think Apothic Red Inferno is my one best choice. And you can get that and the 19 Crimes from either the Walgreens or your local liquor store or like Publix. I don't know what you guys shop, but you can get it from Publix, Kroger's, you know, something like that. You know what I'm mean? saying? But Snoop has his own 19 crimes, y'all. Cali Red. Now it's 14.1%. I normally do 15 plus, 15.5, 16. But I love the taste. It's smooth. It's smooth. It has a a hint of uh, I don't know, what what would I say it has? Uh maybe like a a reddish grape but uh, it's very smooth to the palate. I am not a Somali by any choice, and I'm not a wine connoisseur, but I am a whiskey specialist. I will have my whiskey, and right now, I've been having my Bird Dog Black Cherry Whiskey. Uh, Before this, I had the Ruby Red uh, from Bird Dog. Um, It wasn't my best. It kind of gave me a headache. It was a little bit too sweet and tart for the aftertaste, but right now, I'm on this uh, Bird Dog Black Cherry Whiskey with the hint of Coca-Cola, because I'm from Atlanta, so we represent Coca-Cola, that is. And, um, I mean, that's just what it is, y'all, so (laughs) I ain't gonna even lie to you. But if I had to sing right now, I can't even promise y'all that I could hold the note and keep it and pass it on to at least the mailbox. No, I probably couldn't. But I wonder, with all these different techniques and way that Cody goes about singing, what he does, what is he drinking right now? What is his drink of choice? Let's check in with Cody and see what he's drinking on these days. You know what I'm saying? Let's do that.
1: Yeah. Drinking there, man. What you got? Uh, oh, it's on, oh Shiner Bach. This Shiner is bock. this it's is a good. a beer of beers. This is this is one of my favorite beers ever. It uh it is a it's like an amber. A Bach is an amber, really. It's a fancy name for an amber. It's just the way that they brew beer. Um, I'm gonna drink a Bach, man. Yeah, man. Can I get a Bach? <laughs> like just, you just walk into the bar and you're like, somebody goes, Hey man, what can I get you? Shiner buck. You're just like, fucking, just, You know what, sir? Just give me a Shiner buck. Give me a buck. I got you. <laughs> just the good stuff. No, I, uh, actually funny quick story is the first time that I had ever felt a super like uplifted and happy drunk for hours was off a six pack of Shiner in college that's crazy me and one of my buddies grabbed a six-pack of shiner and we just we drove out to this over by parts of the it was back on this like big uh these trails that were at right out past the the university yeah we just we went out there it was like a five minute drive from the edge of campus we drove out there and grabbed six packs and Man, we sat out there and just had conversations, stories. We finished about half of them. We were like, man, we got to get back. We need to like, it's only five minutes, but we shouldn't be killing a six-pack and being all the way out here. We head all the way back, and the rest of the night was magical. I was like, man, you know what? Shiner's, this is a good back. Do you remember, I think it was 2017, December.
0: I think it it was in Tampa. And we went to uh, Hooters to drink
1: oh my yeah wait what's
0: that I'm oh, talking about like our exes and...
1: <laughs> oh my god dude I remember that oh wait wait wait, wait. that was uh, that was uh, was it eight, 2018 or 17 it was 18 that 18. was wait was that December I that think was, was like that was like December but maybe January
0: January so 18 it... 2018
1: yep yeah, it was that it was end of December into the beginning of 18 there because I remember getting on the ship in January uh... Two years ago, man, but dude, that was uh, a, <laughs> dude, the amount of the amount of alcohol that we consumed in, in a short amount of time.
0: And I think we were only going there for like a couple of drinks and then it just turned into like story time. And then next we, thing you know, I was yeah. staggering back to my apartment. You're like, You okay? And I'm like, Yeah, man. But I'm just like
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm good, I'm good. We walked, we walked all the way back. I remember this. We we started, we walked. Because you know when you come out that Hooters, like you could go. Yeah. When you go straight, you could go right down all the way and enter on the backside of that apartment, or yeah. you can go all the way down straight. So we head all the way down straight, and we start walking, and we starting to pass the building, and I'm like, oh, I'm passing it, and then it's like you were like trying to say goodbye, but you're like kept walking. You're, like, you like, I had couldn't, a going. I was like, I gotta go. I'm a that's, <laughs> that's it. You're like, if I stop, bro, I'm not making it.
0: Um, I think that street was called like Falkenberg. It's in Brandon. It's actually in Brandon, Florida. Brandon, that's right. Oh my God, it's in Brandon. And I mean, people don't really know, but I man, we've known each other since you were like, what, 15? Oh, uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, Broadway Theater Project. and Like 14, 15, somewhere right in there. Working with uh, people like Ben Vereen.
1: Yep. Yeah, cool. Oh yeah, man, Ben. Good old times of Ben, man. You guys in like a
0: summer boy band. I <laughs> was singing every old school song, know the man. You like, what are these songs? Where are they from? Are uh, they from like the sixties or the seventies? Like, yeah, yeah, they yeah.
1: You're like, yeah, they're from. Like, I was like, wow, that's cool, man. We, because <laughs> I also remember when we got into the. I I have a picture that I stumbled upon, and I gotta find it again because I need to send it to you. It's honestly probably buried in like Facebook or something too. Mm -hmm. But it was a picture of us in one of those rehearsal rooms right across from the main theater. Like if you were go out the back, if you were to go out like the stage doors of the main black box. Yeah, it was like a black box. Remember that
0: that we were having our rehearsals with Ben and. um... Yep. Guys. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and yeah. And Jillian was in there. There's one picture that we have, and, like, I don't know why, but I see that picture, and I remember so well. Like, I just go back to the time of, like, sitting there around the piano and all of us just, like, having a ball. Like, we were laughing about shit, and we were trying to sing different parts, and Ben was saying some stuff, and then you were like, Ben, shh, Ben, hold on. I got this.
0: <laughs> I got it. Don't worry about it. He's,
1: he's trying to have – he tried to have – what's his – oh, um Michael. Michael Burrell. he tried to have Michael sing tenor, and Michael was like, "He's he's like, I'm the closest thing you got to a bass, my friend. (laughs) Like, and I am a, I'm a bass." Man, we already cast this. Don't worry about it, brother. (laughs) Right, right. I, I remember. I, I remember there was a day too where we sat in there and we 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 worked on some stuff, and something had happened. Like, like Ben wasn't there. Like, I like he. It was like he's going to show up. He got held up by Deb or something. We were going to start, but we had a whole – like we had that whole chunk of time. Like we had like a good two, three hours of just us together like all afternoon. And Ben just hadn't showed. And while we were like, all right, is Ben going to ever be here? Like we don't know. And we started working. And I remember when Jillian turned us – we were turned away from the door, Uh and we were doing our like – she was like, it's something. We were reviewing movement or doing something, and we were singing the song. And I just remember we turned all we all came back around to the piano. All of a sudden, Ben was in the room, standing behind the piano, like he just snuck in like a ninja. Like yeah, he's he just, part of the group. <laughs> like he's just part of the group. Like he's been there the whole time, like the entire hour we were already working. He was like, No, nah, I've been here. Like you just don't see me. I, I've been here. I've just been hiding. He was,
0: there. He was spiritually there. He was spiritually
1: there. <laughs> that's, that, and that is something he would say. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, that's so cool to be able to uh, talk about some of your mentors or people that you look up to in this world, or people that you think are so at a at a far reach that you would never meet them, but you just always admire what they do. Uh, I mean, me and Cody got a chance to meet some of our idols, some of our mentors, you know, Ben Vereen, uh, Gregory Hines, you know, people of those sorts uh, before Gregory Hines passed, you know, rest in peace, rest in heaven. But that's great to be able to kind of think back on those times, to have pictures and Conversations and stories is so great. I mean, I don't think everybody can really say that, but some could say so much more. (laughs) I don't know. Let's go a little bit deeper with Cody if we can. What's some things like bad or good that you've learned about yourself
1: during the quarantine? Um, Oh, that's a good question. Um, I've learned a lot more that I I go through, I go through a little phases where like, I, like with my work, not, not, not work ethic. I've always like, I always want to like work hard when I'm working on something, yeah. but like, there was so much time. There were so many weeks in quarantine where I just did nothing because I didn't know what to do. It was like, I'm sure that everyone felt this way, but I, I just wasn't sure what to do. I was like, I don't even know. I don't even know what I want to do, but yeah. what am I allowed to do? What should I do? What all those things, all those questions. And One thing I learned is that once I have enough time to kind of rest and recharge and stuff, I just, I I like to keep busy and I like to learn. And it's something that kind of got like a little clouded to the forefront of my mind, being so busy and being caught up in building a career and trying to get started and uh, constantly traveling for about two and a half years. And yeah. You know, constantly being on the move, so I think that this has given me a lot of time to recognize a lot about myself and i'm I'm realizing more depths like that like i'm like wow i I do realize that I have a lot of pride in the work I do, and i I make sure that it's this way, or you know i uh, my relationships i've been I've been focusing more on those and um how i'm treating people and what I'm doing for them, what I'm expecting from them, and
0: this is this is friends and family. You mean relationships, right?
1: Yeah, friends and family, definitely. What I expect out of my friends and my family, for for better or worse, you know. Uh, for if I ha- if I'm holding too high of expectations, I've been able to to have a lot of self reflection time on that. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I actually have been able to remind myself in quarantine is that. My worth is not linear in the sense that it's not just it's not narrow-minded like my worth isn't just in one thing uh, being able to find my worth and my like identity I guess and what I really enjoy about myself it's probably been the best thing getting out of quarantine. I've found that I love to disc golf, I love video games, I love yeah. to play music and stuff and yeah, I've started to find like a comfort to my life, and so quarantine—the best thing it's done for me is put everything on pause, so that I can finally catch up. I feel like I can settle down somewhere, I can uh, get my get some roots a little bit, and get myself rooted and kind of root myself back to me, because uh, being on the road kind of took that away. The yeah. worst thing uh, <laughs> is um, I'm I'm starting to realize when my patience runs very thin and when my anger gets high um and uh and the and i think that i'm realizing more and more now that i tried hard to uh i tried very hard to kind of dismiss it as opposed to re-navigate it understood understood so instead of uh and that way just saying like yeah i i i need to just recognize that you know in certain moments I might have a shorter temper than I need. But as long as I can catch that, recognize that, observe that, and give myself the the freedom to feel what I need to feel, but also hold myself responsible for what it is that I'm feeling and know to how to check myself.
0: So I mean, people just don't know you're very passionate though. You're really an easy going guy. So really your anger is just the passion that you have within. So I have no Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's not it's it's never really truly rooted from like a malicious place ever yeah. it's always just passion that i have to learn to you know remold and like redirect so that my energy is still used and it's yeah. not bottled yeah so that's i don't know i honestly i don't know that quarantine's done a whole lot of bad it's just I wouldn't say bad because it's done a lot of good for me. Just paying
0: attention a little bit closely to a lot of things now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the things that, you know, about myself that I'm like, gosh, I just really don't like that. And I keep coming into contact with that and it just Yeah. It's bugging me. But I feel that more now I can just handle that. Yeah. I can, you know, I feel like my situational awareness, situational awareness to relationships and circumstances has kind of improved. Because I'm able to to identify myself more so sure. I know what it is that when I'm in the situation, I know how I want to handle it, what my worth is in it, and there you go. And I think that's played out very well for me because I've had time to do so now. One
0: last thing I would ask you, if you were given the chance, what would you, being you the Cody that you are now, tell the younger Cody if you as ever crossed some type of
1: crossroads and you were like, hey, man, I want to warn you, or let me tell you let me just let you know about this you know that's a really awesome question that's a question that i i can't say i've never been asked but probably not in a long time (laughs) uh you know i think that well one i would have to say there would be probably more than one thing i'd want to say to myself depending at what point in my life i came across that part of myself yeah uh you know, um, but from if, if for me in my life, there is a significant timeline of my life where I feel like I made very giant leaps and bounds from a rock bottom to a all right, now I've got myself back, and if I were to address myself at my worst in that in those moments uh i would I would plead with myself, please, please, please and Try my hardest to convince my younger self that everything I'm experiencing and going through right in that moment, deserved or undeserved, if you're in, a, in something that you didn't ask for, or in a position that you put yourself in, either way, whatever situation is your, that you're in is truly only temporary, but the best way to uh, capitalize that is to... Uh, Stay true to the fact that you have to keep yourself up and together. Mm Because when you let yourself fall apart, everything else falls apart. You're right. So I think that if I were to tell myself younger, because when I, I still kind of do it. But when I was a lot younger, I mean, I would just overextend to people and I forget about myself. Yeah. And then that would turn into, oh my God, I have to think about myself. God blah, blah, blah. And I beat myself up because, oh my gosh, I'm frustrated in all this, but I'm not spending enough time with me. Yeah, And I think that if I were to go back and tell myself that, I would say, spend time with you, mm-hmm. make sure that you know where you where you still want to go and have those goals, those things that are, are set forward in front of you and give yourself the reasons to get through what it is you're in. Yeah. Because from what I know I was in, if I had that kind of like mentorship mentality of that in that time of like, hey, this sucks. Yeah. Uh, you really don't like where you are. You don't like what's going on. You may not like things about you or things around you, and you feel stuck. Mm-hmm. It literally is only temporary. It's a
0: yeah. while. Well, wow. It's only for a while. This too shall pass.
1: Over, over all. Stone.
0: Yeah. Well, on behalf of Upward and Owen Productions, we'd like to thank you for hanging out for our meeting at the crossroads after talk. Now, your attention and time is much appreciated, and we look forward to having you checking in for more later on. Remember, success is only an arm's length away. Stay safe, stay home if you can, and if not, keep practicing social distance with a healthy and cautious way of life. Upward and omit folks. After talk What's the haps What's the scoop What's going on After talk It's the after talk